for Tuesday, January 11, the 11th day of 2022. There are 354 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Things you can eat that you didn't know you can eat. We'll tell you about that. Uh, big news for the UK football squad yesterday. And there's a new national champion in college football. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. He is the five time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, Lady Cougars scored lots of points last night. They did. They did. It was a, uh, it was a game. <laughs> Is that what it was? I don't know what to describe it as. Yeah, they I, won, and that's good. This, yes. That lady, this Lady Cougar team, it's filled. It's a great group of kids, and they needed a win, and they got a win last night, sixty-nine to eleven. They held a team to the fewest amount of points in in over a decade. Yeah, so it was good. Yeah, it's good, but but um, yeah, yes, they needed a win. They need they need. Uh, yeah, Sydney Perkins finished with good opportunities with though. seventeen points. Gracie Eskew, an eighth grader, finished with a career high twelve. Wow! All right. So they night. they had thirteen different Lady Cougars. I was going to say had a lot of different Lady Cougars. Yeah, sixteen score players night, played and thirteen scored. Oh, All right, getting us off to the week with a good start basketball wise. So good for them over there in chair number three. We say good morning and welcome back. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. The Internal Revenue Service knows him as Dennis C. Cook. We lovingly know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, everybody. Morning. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. Good to be here. Good to see you. You know, I got a lot of Yukon (laughs) references over the past month or so. Yeah, you're looking very Yukon in your plaid shirt today. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Is that you're looking very, um, like, something about maybe sitting in front of a roaring fire and uh, hot cocoa? Uh, and uh, That's nice. Let's do that. No? No, let's not. Why don't you, with your lovely bride, you all you all do it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you're so quick to I say no. I, I mean, I just thought no, discuss no, no roaring fire. Friendship. You and I and all the news. No, no, thank you. Uh, my, also, my apologies to your colleagues at First Baptist because um, you you tricked them this morning. You <laughs> thought did. you thought you actually went to work before coming here today, and <laughs> yes. then you did. You, yeah, I think you concerned them. Like, yeah, oh no, Christy was like, "Man, I love my Tuesday mornings. <laughs> They're so quiet and peaceful. <laughs> they are and serene." She's it's like, like, "Why are you here? Sitting in front of a roaring fire with uh, hot cocoa? Yeah, <laughs> now nothing wrong up. with that." <laughs> a warm up is on the way after a cold start to our morning. Uh, temperatures uh, around the region were in the teens uh, this morning, but we'll see a high in the forties. Uh, tomorrow through Friday, and we'll see about 40 is the high today, by the way. Uh, you may see flurries or a little bit of light rain on Thursday, but pay that no attention. 
Uh, the real chance of precipitation doesn't roll around until uh, later on in the weekend. And it looks like it could be snow, but I don't think there's much to uh, account for at this point. Sunny, high of 40 today, mostly clear, low of 30, partly cloudy and 49 for tomorrow is what you can expect. The FLOTUS, First Lady of the United States of uh, Marca. Marca. First Lady Biden will be in Bowling Green on Friday. Her trip was rescheduled from last week. She was going to come in and uh, do some of the survey of uh, storm damage after the, you know, the events of December in Bowling Green because of the winter weather last week. They pushed that back, and so it will be Friday of this week. She'll also be bringing FEMA Administrator Eric Hooks along, and they'll survey recovery efforts from the, uh, from now, the storm. What does she fly in on? Is there Air Force Two? That's what you. Um, um, I don't. I no. This is just something that is just coming to my mind. I have no idea what because uh, does she use Air Force One? It doesn't have the same call sign. They they have many many aircraft because they have Marine One as well, the uh-huh, helicopter. Uh-huh. So they have different aircraft operating under different call signs. But um, what I was curious to know is would they use the airport in Bowling Green? And Bowling Green is capable of commercial traffic, but. I don't know if Bowling Green Bowling Green big enough for Air Force One, and I d- I doubt Air Force One. I don't think she's traveling on mm-hmm. Air Force One. I don't. I don't be allegiant. So. Frontier spirit. <laughs> got that? Oh yeah, no spirit. That's good. Air that, Force hey, Two got that American spirit. It is Air Force Two. That's what it says. It's a Boeing C thirty two. Okay, yeah. not not quite as big, but will still look impressive. I presume oh, it has the same paint scheme. She, she flies on a smaller Air Force VIP transport, uh, okay. often based on a Gulfstream private jet. Yeah, that that makes yeah yeah that makes more sense, and that's why she can get to better locations like Bowling Green. Yeah, like logistically, the airport is uh, is easier there. So anyway, she'll be in the, she'll be in the region. The I governor, I'm sure, will be there. Uh, Mm-hmm. And and First Lady Brittany Bashir, you know they'll both mm-hmm. be there as well. Uh, home COVID tests are going to be covered by insurers starting Saturday. Starting Saturday, private health insurers will be required to cover up to eight home COVID tests per month for people on their plans. That was announced by the Biden administration yesterday. I saw something about, hey, be careful if you order these things, if you need to have them in your homes. You know, you like to routinely test if you do that. Make sure you're buying from credible sources. Yeah, I've been absolutely. seeing uh, been seeing stories about people buying and not getting. Well, maybe they're getting what they pay for because they think, "Hey, that's a heck of a deal." Well, there's a reason it's a there's a reason it's, it's just, a heck of a heck of a deal. Sam, where are we traveling? Behind I know, me today? I'm working on fixing that. Oh, that's okay. I, I I'll, like I'll fix it during the break when I get an opportunity. But yeah, Ooh, it's like I kind of like it. Though. This is kind of like traveling through, train. through Europe. This looks like. This looks you like see, you can't. Your head, your head's blocking the train. Yeah, okay. no offense. Yeah, well, there it is. There it's it's coming, coming out of your ear right now. It's the French Alps. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's weird. That's the Fr- that's see, what you don't know is that we sent Alex Cook out filming. <laughs> okay. He's hanging from a bottom of a helicopter yeah, looks on good. our crew. That looks good. He said something about parasailing. By the way, there. he's talking about that train coming out of my ear on that. Dennis, what about the book of Boba Fett? Hey, what about that? Oh. Episode two is yeah. better than one. Well, it, it, good. It wasn't just me. Yes. I, and I paid more attention, but anyway, we'll... we'll yeah, he, we, okay. he started okay. talking about that yesterday, and Christy and I just kind of did they, the whole... They glazed, glazed It, it looked like said, when you, know. you used to talk sports with Misty here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, was, but what they didn't know was about the lizard. I didn't tell you all about the lizard. <laughs> so. uh, 52,603 new COVID-19 cases reported last week. Easily a new record by 22,000. 
Uh, yesterday alone, 5,049, 14 new deaths confirmed yesterday. So, um, you know, what we're seeing is an increased positivity, but uh, not losing at the rate, not losing as many lives. But the uh, incidence rate still looks bad. The governor activated some portions of the National Guard yesterday to help fortify 30 healthcare facilities around the state. As I told you last week, the governor, and rightly so, the governor said, even if it's one-third as um, likely that you'll be hospitalized, if we triple the rate of positivity, we're just right back where we started from overwhelming our health care system. So um, just be uh, conscious of that. 325 new cases in Grayson County the last couple of weeks. 117 new cases since last Wednesday. No new deaths reported, though. I think there are seven people hospitalized currently. Is what I saw yesterday. There's an uh, you can read all the details at k105.com about a new outpatient addiction treatment facility that opened an office in Grayson County this week. Brightview, which was founded in 2015, made an announcement yesterday. The new facility is 625 West Main Street in Clarkson. Just you'll know that as Midway Plaza. If you've been around for a while, you know that that uh, that area is Midway Plaza through there. So that's if you uh, need to know where that is. That now you know the governor yesterday did go on and itemize what he thinks the state budget should look like, the biennial state budget should look like, even after he kind of got upstaged or preempted by the legislature over the weekend. He did continue on to say what he thinks it should be shaped like, and he proposed a massive budget increase for Kentucky education, calling for state-funded preschool for every four-year-old as he looked to reshape the debate after House Republicans preempted him with their own spending plan over the weekend. The governor said his two-year budget proposal includes nearly $2 billion in additional funding for preschool through 12th grade. He will present his overall state spending blueprint on Thursday evening in a speech to lawmakers and a statewide television audience. Okay. Well, I know you're counting down the days to watch that. Why bother? And normally I would. I mean, I, the, the thing is, if I didn't know what the budget was or I thought that there was some debate on how it was going to be shaped and where it would end up. But if the legislature's already said, here's what we're going to do, and then the governor comes in and says, here's my wish list, and he tells it in a news conference and then says, but listen in on Thursday and I'll tell you this all again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't want to do that. I got other things to do on yeah. Thursday evening. I can't think of what they are right this instant, but I'm sure they're Something's very important. Bound to come up. It seems like there's a lot of hubbub going on right now around the state from legislators, and as a result, maybe constituents are being aware. Lawmakers of both chambers and both parties are working to enact legislation that would roll back. The 40% increase in motor vehicle property taxes announced by the Department of Revenue earlier this month. Patrick Flannery of Olive Hill says a 40% increase on your motor vehicle taxes is uncalled for. And in my opinion, the Department of Revenue is not following existing law. In fact, they are making their own rules and have since 2009, running the span of three gubernatorial administrations, both Republican and Democrat. So why? Why 40% higher? Well, I'll tell you what I do need is that uh, Charlotte Willis, uh, my bill's about to come. Can you send that, like, today? Because <laughs> I, I want to make sure that I get it before that 40% uh, increase comes I, up. I think it's too late, Sam. I think <laughs> I think you want it to come later rather than okay. sooner. Okay. Well, then because uh, you have hold no, off, Charlotte. Yeah, you have, no, you have no remedy at this moment 
because that's what legislators are trying to undo. But the origins, you say, if you're just just learning this, you say, what, what's the big deal and why? Well, if you've if you've checked the blue book value of your car recently, you'll notice that uh, values are sky high compared to what they were a year ago, and it's because of the inability to replace it with something new. So they use JD Power and Associates, and uh, you know other they, they use other assessment tools to determine the car you're driving today. What's it worth on any particular day? What's it worth at time that it has to be assessed? And I don't know how they do that. I don't know if they do that monthly. I don't know if they do that annually. I don't know if they do it quarterly mm-hmm. I, on the renewals. I don't know when they decide, Sam, what your car is worth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's done. <clears throat> but because prices have gone so high on used automobiles, then it's overinflating the value that then you pay a percentage on that value in taxes, and they're saying it's a 40% increase. So, mm. but... It's a very good point I read last night when the bottom dropped, when we had the housing crisis of 2008 Mm -hmm. and 2009, we didn't suddenly get decreased assessments for a year on our property and pay much lower rates then. So it, you can't be fair weather. You can't go, well, when it's, when it goes up, then we increase the assessment, but when it goes down. Well, forget it. There, ha- if you, it's got to cut both ways. Absolutely. So the legislature is trying to figure out how to walk this back because, um, for a lot of people, you know, this is a huge singular expense each year, and it can uh, it can be a problem. But you've probably you might have seen copies of the letter. State uh, Senator Steve Meredith shared the letter that the Department of Revenue sent out. I think sent to court clerks uh, recently. So. I don't know, Sam. I, I would just wait for the legislature to help you. Well, I know mine comes up here uh, in the next, I think, usually about six weeks. Usually when I get it in the mail, maybe two or three weeks, something like that. I forgot. What month is your birthday? Hmm? What month is your birthday? <laughs> wow, you forgot. I did forget. Unbelievable. March. Well, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I'll start so about that. Mm-hmm. Go fund me for my... Renewal. That's right. Dennis and I, our birthdays are within uh, like a week of one another, yeah. I think. Yeah. Once you all get assessed, though, I fear that you're so assessed. We will both be... Uh, I'm depressed. <laughs> sitting on the side of the road with our, our can, accepting loose change. Yeah. Good idea, Sam. By the way, uh, I don't know if I told both of you this. I don't think I said it on the show, but you you know when gasoline prices have gone sky high again. Because you see all the scooters out on the roads again. You know, when gasoline is really expensive, you're more likely to see sure. mopeds and scooters around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there was one day back in, I think, December, I saw four scooters in the same day. I no. Thought, yep. So scooters are back because gasoline is, you know, $3.50. I, know one person, I mean, I the, the mayor has his moped that he rides around town. I'll see that. The House Appropriations and Revenue Committee unanimously approved two pieces of legislation yesterday to aid residents of Western Kentucky who were victimized by tornadoes and severe thunderstorms, December 10 and 11. House Bill 5 would create the West Kentucky State Aid Funding for Emergencies, or SAFE Fund, with uh, $200 million. Of that amount, $155 million would go into the SAFE Fund for future allocation. A total of $30 million would be earmarked for the Department of Education for such things as 
wraparound services to students and families, transportation costs to classes for students having to temporarily live in other counties, etc. I just read this morning where court operations are resuming in Graves County uh, this week. Court, uh, they have had no court filings, no anything since December until this week, and they moved to a temporary location off-site while they figure out what's going to happen to their courthouse. Yeah, I think there's probably going to be many, uh, especially that have been affected uh, by the tornado disasters, that say, thank you for the help, but don't put any in the safe fund, the emergency fund. We need help and more than what's happening right there. Yeah. Where the real uh, and 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 I think I've I've been trying to say it since December thirteenth and fourteenth and sure fifteenth is that where the where the real help is needed is in the is basically well, they've needed it before today, but it's in the next six months. It's yeah. not it's not the six weeks after the tornado. They get a lot of attention, a lot of exposure, and you know everybody's pointing a camera at them and et cetera. It's when they're trying to rebuild lives and rebuild homes and structures, and it's when that's when the work and the real difficulty uh, begins. Because also, you know, just apathy starts to set in, and then fatigue, and it's just it, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a rough rough time for them in Western Kentucky. We have a new national champion in college football. Georgia snapped a forty-one year title drought with a thirty-three eighteen win over Alabama. It really wasn't. It was really was closer than that. Thirty-three mm-hmm. eighteen is a misleading score because this was a game of field goals until late in the third quarter, and then you had the cherry on top with the uh, pick, six. pick six to end the game. But the, the pick six that put it away. It wasn't the final play of the game, but when Ringo caught that pass and then ran it back, it was. I was having so much fun watching Kirby Smart running the sideline with him. Kirby couldn't decide whether he should stay up or get down. He was like, get down. No, run. And then he'd like, get down. It's like, keep running. And so for that to happen, and it was just, it was exciting to see. I, I really didn't care which team won. Um, I didn't either. I guess I'm happy to see someone other than Alabama win to kind of keep it, you know, to keep it fresh. You don't want Alabama to get even more into that. Patriots mentality where people just hate them because they always win. We we know we used to know what that was like at the University of Kentucky, um, but I don't know. It was a good game. I mean, I, Georgia. I think was the Georgia without a doubt was the best team Kentucky played all year. No, it's not even close. Yeah, I didn't watch one second. You didn't watch one single second. No, sir. Of the game, I watched a little no. bit of it and then I went to bed. Yeah. Because I realized I didn't really care. Yeah. Like, I cared, but I wasn't. I I was too invested in the Sunday night football game, and that was up past I my bedtime. See. So it was kind of one of those things that I made. Since I invested in the Sunday night football game, I. You were trying to, uh-huh. to, to, to balance uh-huh. everything uh-huh. out. Mm-hmm. And then big news yesterday for the U.K. football team. Uh, Chris Rodriguez. Huge. Oh, yeah. Right. Chris Rodriguez back for another year. DeAndre Square back for another year. Uh, Jordan Wright, Jacquez Jones. You got a couple. Of, you got an Ohio State transfer coming in. I mean, um, listen, I'm already missing UK football. Yes, <laughs> you know, I, I'm kind of like, can we just can we just go ahead? You know, now there's 
no college football for a while after last night's game. So exciting it's all news. NFL now. Yeah, cats catch you know another another great opportunity ahead of them next year. So good luck for the BBN. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Have more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Thank you, Day. Thank you. You're welcome. It's International Learn Your Name and Morse Code Day today. So, nah. Sam, you'd have the easiest one. But you only have three letters oh. in, in her name. Uh-huh. So Unless just, I'm going with my full name. That's, that's true. So Samuel. Samuel. Well, his, his last name's the easiest over here. That's, that's true. Uh, today is so. Um, I told you we were talking about how hard it is for schools. Um, schools are having to get creative on how they maintain their staffing, how they keep their doors open, even if they have student body that could come to school. Keeping their staff at staffing levels is increasingly challenging, mm-hmm. and this stood out to me as uh, maybe an opportunity for the Cook Boys. Oh boy, it's uh, well. I mean, they're inter- they're enterprising in ways. So let's let's okay. see if this might there might well, be seeds of op- one of his sons is seeds of opportunity planted here. Okay, all right, here we go. Uh, at a Minnesota high school, janitors are being replaced by students because of a shortage of custodians. Right. The Anoka Hennepin School District is eighteen short of its usual two hundred twenty employees meaning some buildings are not being cleaned as efficiently as possible. After brainstorming a fix, the district came up with the student janitor program at Blaine High School. Mm. Students are paid $15.30 per hour, the same as substitute janitors, to carry out duties such as a cleaning classrooms, sweeping, vacuuming, and taking out the trash. The students do their custodial duties after regular school hours and can take the school activity bus home. So far, what we used to call the shuttle bus mm-hmm. in the old days. So far, the initiative has been extremely successful, and it may soon be rolled out to other schools in the area. Well, I know that at the end of almost any home game at Grayson County High School, our, our custodians at the high school will come up to us, and they're usually cleaning around us as we're breaking down. And every single time I offer them my crew, I said, do you have any toilets that you want to clean? And for one, uh, all of the crew members always say, no, I don't want to clean toilets, including, I mean, your, your son is very against ever wanting what? to clean a toilet. I know that might shock you. Huh. But I say, you know, do you have any toilets? And I was even going to say that they could find a nice toothbrush to help them you sure. know, get in there and do it because, you know, I'm a nice guy. Uh, is, and Is $15.30, $15.30 an hour enough of a carrot to at least get the cook boys to stop and consider. Absolutely. Let me say, this is not a new idea, mind you. It isn't. Back in the day, my dad was telling me stories about staying after school and helping to clean the cafeteria and other and other things. Mm-hmm. And he did it. I mean, that was 
That was the that was the deal. So early sixties, right? You know, late fifties. There's one of our custodians at the high school. Ah, yeah. Oh, we love Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I, I'm just saying it runs in the family. So we're in. So the pay scale in Minnesota is different. It's different than the one we're, what, in, we're, what we're hearing. Yeah, I, I'd said that one of our crew members, all they need to do is pay him with some chicken McNuggets, and he'd be on board. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Alex might be in that same. Alex, chicken McNuggets and a Coke, no ice, and he's yeah. in. The other Sprite was the other one that we had to do. Dennis, you're. I think you're talking about at a time when your dad and my dad they. They went to schools when schools were really managed by the community and the community operated them and everyone pitched in to see that you know things were things were taken care of. That's like you go to any ch- church social or anything like that, everyone hangs around at the end to tear things down, right. to do the dishes, to clean, you know, do the custodial work, that type of thing. So I think it's just natural that it was, you know, that way. I mean, my dad talks about they used to get to do the maintenance on the team basketball bus, you know, make sure that it was in operating wow. order and test drive it and do. Can you imagine that happening today? Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, that couldn't happen. So see. you're right. This More is Coach Johnston's. You know, is, get them out there no, and under the bus. And, <laughs> what I didn't confirm was that he was in trouble, and this was a um, a punishment. Punishment. Oh, I have I not confirmed that info, okay. and I'll get back with you. All right. So, who would know that? Who would know that information? Would your mom know that information and 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 be truthful about it? Probably not. No. Okay. All right. So, there you go. Just it's interesting. It's a sign of things to come. We might be moving to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Hennepin. Hennepin School District Hennepin. is apparently where it is. Okay. Here's surprising things you didn't know you can eat. Mm. It's you're trying okay. to introduce new things to your diet that you yeah. didn't Do know. Do we need to take notes over here? Like no carb stuff? I'll provide you with the list okay. at the conclusion of the show if okay. you like. Yeah, we can throw it on the – we can put it on the mimeograph machine. Ooh, you just took me back. I could – Yeah, that I'm smell. Giving you the, I'm giving you the Misty Sports face the right old, now. The old crank mimeograph where you poured that – Poured that tub of ink in there and you oh cranked it goodness. out there and it had that smell. Mm. Yeah. Whew. Listen, a whole group of people just immediately knew that smell. Went, oh. Yeah, they, they know. Watermelon rinds. I've heard that. Really? Watermelon rinds. I've heard that. They can be used as an alternative to cabbage in coleslaw or added to salsa. Hey. Pickled. Watermelon rinds are also popular in South Africa. Okay. And that's probably where I've heard Africa. it because I've got my South African cousins. That makes sense. Crab shells. Yeah, I don't. Oh. I mean, what? Are you talking like making stock out of them? Not any old crab shell, but the soft shell crabs exterior are okay. fine to eat. Okay. They're crabs which are harvested just after they've uh, shed their hard exoskeleton. How about so this? So their new one is I'll soft. eat what's inside the crab, and I'll give you the, the outside. Tell you what. Um, <laughs> tell you what? No. I'll tell you what. You could just have it all. How about that? You don't like crab? I like crab, but if you're trying to give me the crappy crab, <laughs> you can just have all the crab. generous. I'll just get, get my I was own being stuff. a nice guy. I know those of us who follow UK football obviously already know that you can eat banana skins. Mm-hmm. There are many ways you can cook them, or you can eat them raw if you're Will Levis, and it's a fairly common ingredient in many parts of the world. I've had, um, I have had 
like a potato chip made from a banana skin before. Very mm-hmm. thinly sliced and then kind of yeah, baked like a potato I think I'm skin. I'm kind of with you there. You're like not a, a big like banana a potato fan, chip. Though, are you? No, I'm not, I'm but I would think there. I'd rather eat the peel than eat the than eat the banana. I think I'd probably be with he you. He also took a bite out of an orange recently. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Flowers. Edible flowers just waiting to brighten up a salad, soup, or dessert. Yeah, I've seen that. Strawberry tops. You know, people eat strawberries mm-hmm. and they cut mm-hmm. the tops off of those. Yeah. Those are actually edible, especially if you love fresh fruit I mean, smoothies. Then it, uh, makes sense. Isn't anything edible? And also, I mean, you can eat anything. I mean, some stuff will probably get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some will digest better than others. Uh, those strawberry tops will also add flavor to water if you're looking to spice up your water. Ooh, apple cores. Exciting. My my grandma eats up. Would eat apple core? Would she eat the seeds, or would she cut uh, the seeds out and then eat the core? I my mom. If my mom's watching, she'll have to to break this up. This is her mom. She or- might still do it, but I think she'd eat the seeds too. Orange peel. Yeah, yeah. Willie. I mean, that could be worse. Dandelions. I've seen that. Dandelion tea is a thing. I know that it is. Yeah. Will it make you loopy? Maybe a little bit. And avocado stones. Oh, is that the so I thought, how do you do that? Yeah, the seed and the avocado. How do you eat that? You actually don't eat it like you don't. You peel off the skin, then you slice and you grind the seed into a powder. It's bitter, <laughs> but it's best added to smoothies. Wow. I, why? I can find other things to eat. Like it's going to have to be. Absolutely. You mean you don't want some avocado stone powder? No, no, I'm okay without that. I mean, uh-huh. unless it tells you it makes you like if someone if someone says, "Oh, this will make you handsome," then I'll be like, "Well, all right, you know." I mean, generally, I don't need help, but I would say I, give I could that be, to someone in need. I could be handsomer. I'd be I'd be fine. Uh, here's something that I do want to eat: goldfish now makes bigger crackers specifically <laughs> for adults. <laughs> I will admit, traditional gold crackers, uh, goldfish are a little too small. Yeah. They're a little too tiny. Yeah. They're good for kids, but I need megabytes goldfish. So it's whales. The classic. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Gold whales. The classic crackers made by Pepperidge Farm. Maybe good for kids, tiny for small fingers, etc. But now you can get goldfish. They're swimming out of the kiddie pool into the deep end with goldfish megabytes. Yes, please. Can I, can I say something? Here, uh, that's, really that's why we invited you. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> the floor is yours. To be here. I don't like go fish. What? Really? Uh, don't like Cheez-Its. Don't like go fish. Don't like whales. But Noah Snyder, this news has just changed his life. It's made it's made Noah's year. Yes, I I really think so. Okay, loves it. All right. How do you not like Cheez-Its? Don't judge me. I'm just No, saying. I am 100% judging you. Yeah, I just want to share my life. I am curious. How do you not? I mean, why, what's your, what, what's your do you problem not, do you like with Cheez-Its? I love cheese. Do you like it's? <laughs> no, not so much. What, do you like crackers? Love crackers. But you don't like cheese crackers. I don't like, no. And you know, if I have the choice of the cheese crackers with cheese or cheese or the Toasted cracker with peanut something butter? else, yeah. I'm yes, always you know, going toasted I, cracker. I'm, I'm not with the cheese there. flavored. I'm with you there, but Cheez Its are are different. I'm sorry, it's a great guys. snack. I hope we don't have any. Rude Doesn't comments. your son like Cheez Its? Yeah, oh yeah, my whole family loves oh, yeah. Cheez Its. I guess I never considered that 
there was someone who didn't like Cheez-Its. Uh-huh. I thought Cheez-Its were the thing that everyone could agree upon. Uh-huh. I'm like, sorry. They, like they so were the, you weren't, the weren't a fan of the Cheez-It Bowl when they dumped the uh, the Gatorade tub full of Cheez-Its onto? I'm fine page? as long as I don't have to eat them. Wow. <laughs> uh, new Fruit Loop Sweetheart Cereal is an idea to brighten up your Valentine's. Mm. A heart-filled breakfast this Valentine's Day. So Fruit Loops is doing pink, red, what, yellow hearts. And okay. so they'll be on your grocery store. This is just Fruit Loops in the shape of sweethearts. Fruit Loops in the shape of of hearts. As long as they don't taste like the chalky candy, I'm fine. A UK grocery chain nixes the expiration dates on milk and says use the sniff test instead. Absolutely right. And depending upon where you buy the milk also has, I think, milk that you buy at the grocery store. I think it. I think it turns bad faster. For, there's something they do to milk that they sell in convenience stores because they don't turn it over as fast and it lasts longer. I don't know why that is. But Are you, you saying there is scientific proof that milk could go bad sooner than the label on the carton? If science is my nose, then yes, because absolutely. It's also important by the way that that expiration date is only uh, relevant so long as you properly put the cap back on it. That's mm. yes, thank you, and, like and properly it's, store it. It's, you know, if it sits out <laughs> after you pour your bowl of tricks tray, <laughs> oh, oh man, oh. name drop, okay. shot fired, shot until fired. lunch. Let's, let's don't use the milk anymore. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Poor Trey. Sounds familiar. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> I've lived I've lived Dennis's life oh, on this. Absolutely. But speaking of milk and elongating its uh, uh life here? and usefulness, a farmer has given a VR headset to a cow to reduce anxiety and increase milk production. A farmer has turned to virtual reality headsets to make his cooped-up cows think they're outside in a meadow. This is where we are. This is this is this is where this is where our world has arrived. Is we're putting VR headsets on bovine. Hey, this this would be Alex Cook as a farmer. Though. This is Alex Cook for sure. He spends his more time in virtual reality, and he is confused by reality itself. Ask uh, you'll have to ask uh, a cook about this this afternoon to see if he's heard of the, the cows living in virtual just reality. Go as, uh, can you pull me up on them meadows real quick? Hey, Let me it, try that on. If it makes the milk last longer that Trey is leaving out, I'm then in. You're okay. okay. I'm in. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. stretch out a slinky until flat, it would be 87 feet long. Oh, wow. I don't think I believe that. Well, all slinkies a little different? Well, I mean, I 87 feet? 87 feet is not short. That's just below 90. But it's just south of 88. Uh, <laughs> north of 85. <laughs> but 
I mean, a slinky. But I mean, how- standard slinky size. I must be. They must make sh- like smaller ones for like younger kids do. or something. I think they're talking about that. Well, I know that we at the, our college radio station at Western, we'd always have a slinky in the studio. And there was one person, and we could never figure out who it was, so it would always break it, you know, where it would, it would, oh, you know. Oh, twist uh-huh. That's me. Yeah. And we could never figure out who it was, but we had to take away slinky privileges because, you know, one person couldn't. Yeah. I, I see an experiment coming up mm-hmm. for us. Uh, yeah, Dennis, when you get back to your desk today, <laughs> flatten, flatten out a slinky and see. 87 feet is a lot. I'll get Trey on that. For such a short I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Bob Saget's autopsy has been completed after his death. Says no evidence of drug use or foul play, but okay. it will take some time to know exactly maybe what cause of death was. Uh, Christy mentioned yesterday she watched Fuller House, the you know the the reboot of Full House, and he made a couple of appearances on there. And she said that he didn't, you know, that there was something different about him. Um, but she didn't quite, you know, identify what it was. So I, I won't speculate. Right. But it's good to know that maybe no. Uh, hopefully, toxicology looks good. No foul play foul type play. of thing. So just you know, natural. Uh, Betty White. I mean, it's hard to say natural at age sixty-five, but you know that just happens. Betty White's cause of death revealed that she suffered a stroke six days before she passed. So whether it was mild enough to you know not necessarily uh, know it, but. You know, when you're blessed with a life uh, that long on Earth, you know, something, uh, something eventually will happen. John Legend has become the latest artist to sell his recording catalog. So it was Tina Turner, and then it was uh, Bruce Springsteen and many others. Uh, Well, maybe not many, but lots of other significant artists who are selling their catalogs, the rights to their catalogs for... How much you know, did he sell for? Um, in in Springsteen's case, it was a half billion dollars. It was like five hundred million dollars that he sold. Uh, he sold the companies KKR and BMG have each acquired a fifty percent stake in Legends catalog for an undisclosed fee. Well, it can't okay. be more than Springsteen. No, no it definitely no, wouldn't no. be that. Um, but uh, ZZ Top was last month. Then uh, the back catalogs of Mick Fleetwood, Tina Turner, Motley Crue has recently sold theirs. So the new report coming from a U.S. regulatory filing sees KKR and BMG each owning half of Legends' rights for the music recorded between 04 and 21, including his debut album, Get Lifted, and his biggest hit, All of Me. You think he'd be about in the ZZ Top range? Maybe. Um, I think I don't, he probably has more long-term revenue. Mm-hmm. He has long, more long-term revenue upside than ZZ Top at this point. You'll see ZZ Top revenues diminish after after they're gone, and then the generation that grew up mm-hmm. on ZZ Top. So you, you see what I'm saying is that you know Legend will Legend will have a more solid revenue stream longer than ZZ Top He's is more going of a to legend. Have. So you mm-hmm. should say more of a legend. Um, Dennis, any offers on the Cook Ranch catalog yet? Not yet, and I'm not selling. You're not, uh, and I just don't know that. John Legend to me is at that point to where this matters. I I am with you. Um, with every other name that you read, I can understand. Is he just maybe done? Like, is he? I mean, it's not like he probably has to work another day in his life. Is he maybe? Well, to me, retired? it's two things. Like he's he's so young that I mean, he's like you said. There's a lot of upside. There's more good music to come, but it's not at a level 
to me of going, oh, wow, he sold his music collection. Right. This is not when Michael Jackson bought the Beatles catalog. Exactly. Uh, which is a really amazing story. I mean, the way that yes. Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog yes. at one point, and then they managed to, you know, McCartney managed to get it back. Um, but is this the new? Um, is this the new Rembrandt? Is this the new? Is this the new Picasso? Like in the 21st century, with the birth of NFT and things like the, the you know, things. Uh, collectibles like that. Are we going to invest in catalogs now as art collectors instead of the the hmm. painting, the the Renoir or whatever to hang on our walls? I don't know, but to me, the the ownership of the music is is such a smart move that I think that, especially in John Legend's case, he's way too young to get rid of that because once you do that, I mean, it's gone. Right. I mean, you're you're probably not going to get that back at some point. You've worked so hard to own this, and that's a huge part of the game is owning your own music. I think it also helps if it, Prince is a perfect example, and maybe maybe Prince, the estate of Prince, is serving as a cautionary tale to these artists who are late in their career, saying, "Cash these out while you can, because it will get messy." for your heirs mm -hmm. on down the road, especially if you have multiple children or you have, you know, it's it's never going to be worth more than it is right now, especially if you're gone and then you're leaving someone else to figure out its value. You can negotiate the value while you're still with us, and then you take those proceeds and then give them, you know, then you know, sure. dole those out however you want to. So, I mean, maybe that's the logic. But just a sudden flurry of these where we hadn't we hadn't heard of them, and then all of a sudden we're hearing about a lot of them, there's got to be a reason people are rushing to do this. Right. So I was going to wait this story over until tomorrow. And I may circle back to it uh, when she returns. But Snoop Dogg is planning a new hot dog brand called Snoop Dogs. Yeah. Duh. How did, how did how we not did, think yeah. of this soon? I was going to say, how did this take this long? I mean, somebody's marketing team was asleep at the wheel. Uh, Grey's Anatomy renewed despite <laughs> Ellen Pompeo trying to convince everyone to end the show. Listen, when your star is saying... That the show has seen better days and, you know, we yeah. need to hang it up. I think that's a pretty good indication. You might probably should listen to her. I've never There's, seen one episode. Probably. And then um, – With you. I've not seen any Grey's Anatomy either. Yeah. Uh, Clay Aiken is running for Congress in North Carolina. All right. Get it, Clay. Okay. And uh, I was always more of a Reuben Stuttered kind that's of guy right. myself. And uh, I, I heard you all talking about Bob's Burgers during the break. <laughs> What is this? It's what? a, it's an adult animated, uh, like a. It's a cartoon, right? Yeah, it's it's like I don't want to say it's like Family Guy, The Simpsons. It's in that realm, though. Okay. It's probably not quite as raunchy I'm, as Family Guy. I got guy. a friend that looks like the main guy in there. Are you just gonna say a friend, or are you just gonna name him? I know a guy. <laughs> There's a new trailer out for the Bob's Burgers movie. I don't know what Bob's Burgers is, and I'm satisfied by the way with kids cartoons. Like, that's all right. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. We've got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Can we uh, agree to start 2022 on February 1st 
and call January like free trial month. <laughs> I like it. Just it's our free trial, and then we'll officially start the year February first to where everything starts counting. I mean, like it's supposed. You're in. You're in on I mean, that. We get to redo New Year's resolutions and all those. Absolutely, yeah. Just you, on your free trial, you just you know do whatever you do whatever you want to. Can we cancel? I don't and think like you go want back. To go back can, to. Can you go back to like you, 2017? Oh, I see. I thought, can you cancel? Like cancel someone or be canceled? Uh, I mean, That's what I was trying to figure out. No, go back to like 2017 subscription. <laughs> I guess that could canceled. work. Dennis, is it a true story that um, both Michael Jordan and LeBron James showed up at uh, worship service at First Baptist on Sunday? I don't think. See, I think uh, I don't know where you're getting this information. Uh, I read it online, so I thought well, it was true. It's probably not. Okay. Uh, we right. are going through a Psalm 23 series oh, oh, at church, oh, oh, so oh. I can see where the confusion would be. But if that gets people in, Don well, Mattingly was Don Mattingly there also? No, he was back in Evansville. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. No, but we're doing this at church right now through the month of January, the first Sunday of February. <laughs> It's also my understanding that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego all wore 23. Really? On their jersey, yes. Yes, yes. On the uh, Fiery Furnace yeah. volleyball team, they uh, they oh, all wore 23 oh. on their jerseys. Their nicknames were the Blazers. Is that <laughs> yes, what it was? Yes, that's okay. exactly right. I, I like that. Those my guys. Don't <laughs> okay, mess with them. I'm interrupting your story. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say that that is all false information, except for the fact that we are studying psalm 23 and uh, it's a been a great series so far and i want to encourage folks to come and join us sunday mornings at 10 i heard the blazers are joining that three-on-three basketball league that ice cube runs that they're going to be one of the new new teams in the league he's hot Uh, oh we're 23 just let him go yeah Yeah. on uh (laughs) on television tonight the series premiere of naomi on the cw and on TLC, the series premiere of something called I Am Shauna Ray. Cougar basketball versus Owensboro on the Moose. Oh, yeah. And on K105 Digital Production. So it's one of the top teams in the region coming to the Cougar Den. Cats at Vandy tonight, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the dumbest thing. Vandy says no students can come, but anyone else can. Like, what's the point? Yeah. I, can, I agree with the thought process that I heard yesterday. If you want to tell everyone they can't come, that's fine. But to say everyone can come... And, but the students can't come, but we're going to take your tickets and resell them. Oh, my goodness. That just seems – I don't get it. I don't understand. But they didn't ask me. I'm not the chancellor at Vanderbilt University. Chancellor. Probably lucky for them. Probably. Today's highlight in history of the state, 1908, President Theodore Roosevelt proclaimed the Grand Canyon National Monument. became a national park in 1919. In 1861, Alabama became the fourth state to withdraw from the Union. In 1935, Amelia Earhart began an 18-hour trip from Honolulu to Oakland, California. In 1963, the Beatles' single, Please Please Me, was released in Britain by Parlophone. Have you read all of your Beatles, your Paul McCartney Not even close. Nope. I expect a book report when you're finished. Let me get through these classes first. Okay. Uh, Birthdays today. Naomi Judd is 76 today. Is that who the series is about? Probably. Okay. Ben Crenshaw, Gentle Ben, is 70 today. Mary J. Blige is 51. And Amanda Peet is 50 today. Gone but not forgotten, Alexander Hamilton was born in 1755. Thanks for that, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> Earworm. <laughs> Earworm to you. <laughs> Man. How does a... No. I have wanted to watch it. 
I have wanted to watch it again during the Christmas season when I had some downtime. So I'm going to oh. watch it. I've got three hours to devote to watching it. You know what my biggest deterrent for watching it is, other than it being three hours? What's that? The earworms. Yeah. Is knowing for the next week, I'll just be like, I'm going to be on loop. Well, then Manuel uh, did some of the music for Encanto, the new Disney cartoon, too. You could really hear the flares of yeah. Hamilton throughout. It was on It was on at the house on Sunday evening twice. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, sorry. Uh, Alea has latched on to Encanto, so uh-huh. it's all right. Yeah. Uh, George Benson, born this date, 1911. Uh-huh. Carol Shelby in 1923. Grant Tinker in 1925. Clarence Clemens in 1942. Chart toppers. Oh, yes. 1959. The Chipmunks, number one. Okay, Alvin. Okay. Alvin. In this month? Well, it took them some time to get there, and they finally got there. Things moved a little slower in the 50s. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Is that what we're describing that as? It was the equivalent. It was 1959's equivalent of Swingin' by John Anderson. It just oh. went on for days and days yes. and days. and uh, Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months yeah. and months. There's a little girl. Another classic. Oh, yeah. Now, this is a classic. The Beatles, number one, in 1968. Oh, no. Oh. Really, I'd really you like know, to. Really, I'd you really didn't like even give us some of the chorus there? <laughs> you said. Yeah, sure. We're running short on time. Stevie Wonder, number one, I wish, in 1977. I mean, I don't mind Stevie Wonder, but, man. What would be my toy? Eddie Murphy, number one, 1986. Party all the time. We could definitely have skipped this one. Have, have you, you take still that. not watched Coming no, to America? I'm saying it. I'm still not saying it. It's been out for a year now. I know. And now it's become one of those things. <laughs> like, I think about watching it, and then I think, no, I want it. I still want the ability to say I haven't watched it. Like, then it's over. If I yeah. ever say I've watched it, then. All right. Bon Jovi, number one. Why is the cat in the hat here? 95, always. Sophomore year. I didn't realize that there was a tug of war between my wife and Dennis for John Bon Jovi's affections. Well, I mean, I just want to be his friend. (laughs) (laughs) Are you jealous of his hair? Am I? Bob, that was a collective question. I'm not. I said shh. (laughs) Outcast, the way you move, number one in 04, and Diamonds by Rihanna, number one. Yes, eight years ago today. So there you go. There are your chart toppers. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says, People do not decide their future. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. People do not decide their future. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Dennis Cook, for Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.